Matthew chapter 14. That's the scripture tonight. Matthew chapter 14. Matthew 14 from verse 22. Matthew 14 from verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitude away. And when he has sent the multitude away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea. Tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth wash of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the street, on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The topic tonight is faith and courage to succeed. That's how we'll conclude it tonight. Faith and courage. To succeed. The premise is this. Life is a journey. With the road full of ups and downs. Life is a journey. With the road full of ups and downs. The faith hearted. The faith hearted people. Are not able to cope. With the stress of the journey. Some take to drugs, some to alcohol, some to prostitution, some to fraud, and other ungodly means to succeed. For us, the redeemed of the Lord, we engage the supernatural power of God to prevail in every area of our life in order to succeed in the journey. Hallelujah. That's the premise for this message. 
In my language, in the robot language, there is an adage. It says that, let me say it in Yoruba and then I will, I will say it in English. And wouldn't what is shake of yearly? Cough of away. You know, in the, those people who trust in uh, different charms and powers, there is a medicine for fight. If you put it in a ring, if you bluff the person, the person will just fall. No matter how powerful, how huge the person is. They call your t-shirt. When you blow the person, the person will just fall. He said, but if you do that medicine, that t-shirt, if you give it to a lazy man, that lazy man will disgrace you with the, with the power. He carries it, but he will still disgrace you. Because when a lazy man, you give it to him, as his face is open, I will say, I'm going to blow you. I'm going to blow you. From money to night, I'm going to blow you. He will never blow. <laughs> he will never blow. So that is why they said, if you give it to a lazy man, that lazy man will disgrace you with it. You end up, both yourself, who give it the power to him and himself, everybody learn the shame. So, as we talk about supernatural power, supernatural power, without faith and courage, we amount to nothing. Supernatural power, without faith and courage, we still end in disappointment. We still end in frustration. We still end in obscurity. So, in the season of supernatural power, you need faith and courage. So, we are going to draw inspiration from this scripture, this passage that we read tonight. And there are three issues that we raise and we start to pray. Number one is that faith and courage to succeed calls for a firm connection with Jesus. Faith and courage to succeed calls for a firm connection with Jesus. A firm connection with Jesus. When you look at this passage that we read, in Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, immediately Jesus made his disciples, he made his own disciples to get into the boat, to go before him to the other side. Why he sent the multitude away. So you can see the response of Jesus to his disciples, the attention of Jesus to his disciples, the, co- the concern of Jesus for the disciples and his response are concern for the multitude. In my Christian work, I refuse to be in the multitude. I refuse to be in the multitude. Every Christian that have encountered him is a child, is his own child. You are the son of God. You are the daughter of God. Don't serve God among the multitude. Serve God with a personal connection with him. 
be connected with Jesus. We cannot be talking about faith or courage if you are not connected with him. As I was preparing this, I tried to define faith. Faith in this context is trust, commitment, and obedience to the will of God. Trust, commitment, and obedience. Some people, they equate faith with positive confession. I hear a lot of motivational speakers. They, they, they just describe faith as uh, positively. Just, uh, just think it and name it and then it becomes yours. It doesn't come that way. It is trust, commitment, and obedience to the will of If God says it, if every situation around want to show the opposite, what God says, as you hold on to it, it will come to pass. Hallelujah. It will come to pass. If God says it, it will come to pass. So, the disciples were people that were connected to him. They were connected, family connected to him. So, you see, he was addressing the people, teaching the people, but night was coming. And he had to give an attention to these ones that have connection with him. Night was coming, he didn't want the night to meet them on, the, on this side of the, of the sea. He wanted them to cross to the other side. In order to guarantee their well-being, he arranged for the boat that was on ground to take them to the other side. Hallelujah. He loves his own. He loves his own. He loves us. As many as are connected with him, he loves us. And many times without our knowing it, he intervenes on our behalf. There are many battles that he's fighting for us. Many battles. There are few of them we just see the sign. But many of them, we don't see it at all. Many of them. He's so great. He loves us so much. I want to call on all to, to be firmly connected to him. Firmly connected to Jesus. Hold on to him. I have said several times that if there is nothing like heaven, let's remove the matter of heaven. I will, if it is what I enjoy in Christ or at the Lord, I will still serve him. Oh, he's so sweet. So sweet to love him. I fall asleep now. I have forgotten about my life, myself, my, my children and everything. As I fall on that bed, I don't know anything again. But the Bible says, he that washes over Israel never sleep, never slumber. Hallelujah. He never sleep. He never slumber. Washing over his own. Our defense. Oh my God. Those who are firmly connected with him. 
He guarantees our spiritual well-being. Notice that when you see Jesus, Jesus will attend to the spiritual needs of the people. He will be preaching to them about the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is like this. The kingdom of heaven is like this. The kingdom of heaven is like this. He will be teaching them about himself as the savior. And he say, I am. I am the good shepherd. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the resurrection. All of this is to make them complete spiritually. He will prepare attending to their spiritual needs to make them to be at one with God. And after he had attended to them spiritually, he will now also show, minister to their physical needs. He guarantees our spiritual well-being. And then he also assures our security our supply and our sources. SSS. Our security, our supply, and our sources. After a long day, Jesus Christ just said to the disciples, said, now we have been preaching, we have been teaching, it's time to feed the people now. The disciples said, where do we get food to feed all these people? God can never be stranded. The Bible said the earth belongs to him and the fullest thereof. I always believe that because children who trust in him, God will provide for them. God will supply their needs. He will supply our needs. No matter the, the, the economic recession, God will supply your needs. He was never stranded. When they even came to confront him and his disciples, hey, you just carry Bible and be preaching all about. You need to, if you don't pay your tax, we are going to parade you before the authorities. Jesus said, God can't be stranded. He just told Peter, people keep money in bank. Jesus Christ, money was inside the water. So money was, was kept inside the belly of a fish. That is inside the water. That is to tell you that he is God. He owned everything. Those things were not just written there. They are written there to make us to know him, to love him and to trust him. Trust him. There is nothing that he cannot do. There is nothing that he cannot do. So he ensures our security, our supply, and our sources. I went for a meeting in Malawi in February this year, and uh, somebody, one uh, Malawian uh, American who also came from U.S. to attend the meeting. He told me this story that I'm about to say. He said, an elderly man from the village who has never been to the city, the, the, the son that was living in the city went to bring, the, bring him from the village to the city. So he got to the city and saw electricity for the first time. So while he was sitting in the in his son's house, the electric bulb that is just uh, the man was just looking at it and admiring it, admiring it, everywhere so bright. He was only used to kerosene lamp in his own village. Then he said to the son, he said, "This light that is shining there, how much does it cost to buy it? How much does it cost?" So the son just thought that he was asking about the bulb. So he just told him, he said, uh, one is about 100 naira. He said, 100 naira? 
He just he said, "Go and buy five for me. Buy five. I will put one in my parlor. I will put one in my room. I will put one in my wife's room. I will put two outside. Ah, this one is good. Will not be carrying lamp all about again. Ah, hundred naira so cheap." He said the son should go and buy it now so that he will keep it in his bag. So the son said, no, if I buy the boy, it will not work in the village. He said, what? Why is, is, is he only manufactured to work here and it does not work anywhere else? Then the son said, this uh, bulb that you see is connected to a source. Source of power. So the power is coming from somewhere. But that power is not connected to where you are. It has not reached our village. So until that power gets to our village, before this bulb will be working. So that bulb you are seeing here, but where the power is coming from is different. Hallelujah. So Jesus is the source. Is a source of power. Is a source of power. So efficacious. So strong. Whose ability has no limit. And so when we are plugged into him, we shine. We do what? We shine. When we are connected with Jesus, we shine. Connected with him, we shine. Connected with him, we are powerful. We are powerful. There are people who will misunderstand your power. Some people who don't understand the God you serve, they may even think that you are a wish. What gives this woman this kind of heart? That this woman does not fear wish? Why will you fear wish? What is the level of wish in the, in the spiritual realm? Level 333? Not even out of 66. Even Satan himself at level 9999, he will fall before the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He will fall before the name of Jesus. When we are connected with him, we are connected with power. We are connected with sources. We are connected with victory. The storm may rage, but in his name we shall conquer. By his power we shall conquer. By his authority we shall conquer. We will succeed in the mighty name of Jesus. Secondly, faith and courage to succeed demands that you confront your challenges by the authority of Jesus. It demands, faith and courage demands that we should be able to confront. Let us not be at the defense all the time. We should also be at the offense, offensive side. Confront. Push back Satan. Push back his works. Push back his intentions. Push them. Challenge him in his own court. That's what I saw Peter did here. It's not today that the devil has been uh, fighting human beings. Jesus Christ 
was concerned about the safety of his disciples. He was concerned about their well-being. And they arranged for them to cross over before it was dark. And I believe that the storm that raged that night was Satan induced. Oh, he is not here now. He is not here now. Their master is not here now. Their master is over there. Their master is over there. I am going to get them now. They will drown here now. We will kill them inside this water. And the storm raged. The storm raged against that boat that Jesus Christ prepared for the disciples. I began to imagine what was going on in the mind of the people. Ah, could it be that Jesus knew that we are, he just pushed us forward to go and die? Some may just think negatively. Oh, if we know, we would have stayed with him. Oh, why did he even send us away without following us? Jesus appeared at the right time. Hallelujah. At that point, when you are, you are close to breaking, at that time, when you are close to giving up, at that time, when the frustration gets to the peak, at that time, when it is as if the devil has won the battle, Jesus will show up. I said, Jesus will show up. If there is anyone that is under this great auction tonight, that is at that peak of breaking, the Lord Jesus will appear in your situation. He will show up in that house. He will show up in that office. He will show up in that marriage. He will show up in the life of that your son. It will show up in the life of that your daughter. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus will show up. He will show up. And then Jesus was just walking. Walking on top of the water. Let me tell you. The the, the spiritual symbolism of walking on top of water. In spiritual symbolism, a river or a sea, or a mountain symbolize barrier. It symbolizes obstacle. When you are on a journey and the children of Israel came to the Red Sea, oh, you don't finish. They have met a barrier. They have met an obstacle. If you are on a journey, or people are constructing road, and they see meet a mountain, oh, that is a barrier. But anywhere in the Bible, where you see somebody that is standing on top of the mountain or is standing on top of water. Ah, that is victory. Hallelujah. Because you are standing on top of that thing that is a barrier. You that is on top, you that is standing, you have conquered that anything under your foot, you have conquered. If water is under your foot, you have conquered water. If the mountain is under your foot, you have conquered the mountain. Whatever is a barrier, you have conquered it. 
I believe that Peter understood very well. That's why when he saw Jesus walking on the water, water that is a barrier, it put a stop to your journey. Without any means of going over, you are, you are stranded. You are stranded. But Jesus can never be stranded. He got there, there was no boat. Tell him, I said, no problem. He's not the other side. I'll meet my disciples there. Can he be stranded? Any situation that I want to corner you, to finish you there, Jesus will meet you there. Jesus will meet you there and he will carry you through. He will carry you over. Because your Jesus cannot be cornered. Your Jesus cannot be frustrated. Your Jesus can never, never be cornered. He will carry you through. When Peter saw Jesus, water is under the foot of my master. And then he said, notice what he said. When they were afraid, oh, it's demon, oh, it's a ghost. I said, it's not a ghost, it is I. I am the one. And Peter said, if you are the one. If you are the one. If it is my master. If it is my Lord. If it is my king. If it is Jesus. Then beat me to come. Beat me to come. Just give me a command to come. I want to enjoy this. I want to also subdue the water. I want to also break this barrier. I want to also make a nonsense out of this embarrassment. If it is you. No wonder the Bible says, if you can have a small faith, that even if it's as small as a mustard seed, you will command mountains to move and they will do what? They will move. Faith is the currency to buy in the market of miracles. Faith is the currency. Oh, when Jesus heard that from Peter, Jesus was excited. He said, my son, it is I. I am the one. You know, when you give birth to a son and your son resemble you, when you give birth to a son and that son have the kind of passion that you have, especially some of, them, some of us who have some stubborn and rugged faith, when you see any child that have that kind of rugged faith and is demonstrating you, oh, you feel excited. <laughs> so, so when Jesus Christ had Peter, he said, if it is you, beat me to come. Give me command to come. Give me permission to come. Jesus said, I am the one. Please come. You know, Jesus Christ, he has told them before that uh, if you believe in me, the very works that I do, you will do. Even greater works. So that is his pleasure. That they will be able to represent him in every situation. Represent him where? He wants us to represent him. <laughs> Suddenly, Peter stepped out of the boat. Stepped out of the boat. Put his leg on top of water. The water had become concrete. Hallelujah. The water had become concrete. He carried one leg. He carried the second leg. He was going. Oh, wow. See, Piro. He would just be said, Oh, Piro, Piro on top of water. Piro on top of water. You nonsense. You think you can stop me. You couldn't stop my master. You can't stop me. I walk on you now. I subdue you. I have conquered you. I am victorious.
nonsense. Hallelujah. You know when something yab you in a Sapele language, say when something don't yab you before. And as you don't get that thing, where you go yab and where <laughs> when money don't suffer you, where well, eh? <laughs> when money go call, you go yab as more. Have you not been so? So Peter, 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 top of the water. I see it as a confrontation of the barrier. Peter dead that situation. Peter dead the power of the water to sink a man. He dead that power. And made no sense out of it. By faith and courage, he succeeded. Hallelujah. People of God don't give up. There is a book that winners don't quit. Winners don't do what? Winners don't quit. Winners don't quit. When I see a couple, you are married, there's no child now, you, you begin to do human calculation. Hey, I am 40 now. If I have a child now, before uh, that child will be uh, 20 years, I would have been retiring. This and that, how can I train? That is human calculation. If you have delay in childbirth, God will also delay the time of your death. Hallelujah. When your mates are dying at 90, you yourself, you are standing to 120. <laughs> no, he's God. He's God. I have a friend who used to speak like that. When he just have the children, he just say, hey, my friend, look at me now. How many years to retire? How can I train these ones? What have they been waiting for? They, they just want to suffer themselves. They waited that side. Now, I'm nearly retirement. They have started coming. They come to suffer. I will only do my best. Whatever makes them to stay there, they is left with them. I said, my friend, so you can speak. You are a human being anyway. You can talk like human being. I reminded him a uh, few weeks ago. The son... It's now 300 level in the university. I said, can you see now? <laughs> can you see? You thought that uh, before the child we even finish secondary school, you might have died. Look at you now. You are still kakaraka as you be. You think that God, you, th- you think that God is wicked to you? He has a plan. Be courageous. Be bold. Face that situation. You will succeed. You will succeed. You know, we have some um, we have some um, kind of prophets everywhere now. Prophets, prophets, prophets. Some of the prophets, they are scattering marriages. They are destroying marriages. They will prophesy to the man, your wife is the one that is sitting on your breakthrough. Your wife. The man will just get home and say, since you don't want any good, I can't, I can't live with you again. But I want to tell you, people of God, if a prophet tell me that my wife is the one, I will cast out the demon in my wife that makes her not to look for progress. I will cast it out too. 
<laughs> I will cast out the demon. I will still marry her and still love her. Because it's not a demon if it's witchcraft. If it takes me to fast for 12 days or 20, I will fast and then cast the demon out. That is the faith. Say, Lord, you gave this woman to me and you said there's no, you hate divorce. I love this woman so much. But the demon that is in her that does not want us to prosper is an enemy. Therefore, we command this demon to leave her. Let me enjoy my wife. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, we need faith and courage. Faith and courage to succeed. Number three, faith and courage to succeed demands that you should be consistent with God in the face of threat and intimidation. Consistency with God in the face of threat and intimidations. Peter was bold in the spirit. To confront the barrier, to confront the water, to confront the storm. He walked on top. When he exercised his faith, the authority of God, the power of God answered for him. Heaven gave him back in. Just like many of us that have enjoyed the hand of God at one time or the other. And sometimes we begin to think that he has expired. The same God. The same God. He did it in the past. He will do it again. As Bishop Idausa said, that the evidence that God did it before is for him to be able to do it again. Hallelujah. It's not enough to say that, oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ healed. Jesus Christ healed. That was why, even though he healed physically, he was touching people and healing them. Then, when he wanted to go, in order to guarantee that he did it before and he will still do it. And he said, these signs will follow those that believe. These signs will follow those that believe. In my name. In my name. You will cast out devils. You will heal the sick. The evidence that he did it before is for him to do it again. So this demand that we should be consistent with him even in the face of threats and intimidation. Peter, having enjoyed the manifestation of God's power, walking on top of the tree, suddenly the devil said, let's try him again. Let's try again. Oh wow, the sea started worrying. Those of you who have not uh, been to the river and it's a terrible experience. So. The water will go up, we go up, we go up. I traveled to Escavos on a speedboat. My heart was on my mouth. In, my fr- in front, I will see water rising, rising so high. And the man that was riding the boat, I said, I will get down before I question him. <laughs> I t- 
thought that when the heap of the water is rising in your front, then you have to try to turn your corner or turn your back. The, the man will t- take the boat and face it. The heap that is high like this, he will use the boat to face it like this. And then we are, I will close my eyes. When we got down, I, I, I went to him. I said, you. You. So you don't know how to, how, how to, how to prevent this. Uh, you are seeing the heap of uh, the, the, the water on top. Uh, you are facing it. Why can't you turn there? Uh, let's try and pass the corner. Huh. He said, oh God, if I do it like that, all of us will perish in the water. He said, when you see the rising water, if you give your side, it will roll over you. If you give your back, it will roll over you. What you need to do is to face it and tear it. Hallelujah. Face it and do what? And tear it. Oh my God. Face it and tear it. Oh. I say, wow. Wow. You know, there are physical things that you apply to your spiritual experiences. So that is to say, even if I see raging storm, if I see a challenge that is about to sink my life, I should face it and tear it. Face it and tear it. It's not to weep. It's not to be cursing God. It's not to stop going to church. It's not... It's not to look for who is causing it. But it's to face it and tear it. Face it and tear it. I had a very bitter experience as a pastor. One Sunday, I was on the pulpit. The Holy Spirit said to me that there's somebody in the congregation that is contemplating suicide. And the Lord said that he has taken away the body. I should invite the person. You know, there are way, once I hear him so clear like that, I don't understand. I said, there's somebody here. You are contemplating suicide. The Lord said that he has He's giving attention to you. He's taking that body from you. If you are the one, please come forward. The person that stood up was my daughter. (laughs) It was my daughter. Every grace and anointing in me drained. And in the church, there was a dead silence in church. Everybody was amazed. She walked straight to the altar. I saw more courage to pray. I was no longer myself through other psalms. My mind was wondering. I was asking questions in my brain. What could it be? What could it be? What could it be? What could it be? And then, 
When we closed from church, we got to, as I got to, straight to her room. So I sat her down and I said, my daughter, what have we done or what have we not done? What's the matter? I'm your father. Please open up to me. And she said, Daddy, you have tried for me. How many times will I write to Ike? How will I be wasting your money? How many times have you enrolled me? How many times? I have failed you. I have disappointed you. I know the plans you have for me. Look at the good schools you have taken me. Look at all you have gone through because of school. Just only me, as I sat down, I'm ashamed of myself. So I have to, I told her a lot of stories about life. I said, when you go to the football field, you see 11 on this side, 11 on this side. Everybody surrounding is their spectators. Their eye, the eye of everybody is on whoever is carrying the ball. Is that not so? If the ball is playing this way, the person that is holding the ball, that's what. Oh, Okocha, Okocha, eh, he won't know. Yeah, yeah, what? Ah, yeah, oh, that's my man. That's my man. The one that is just standing on his own this way, nobody's attacking him. The person carrying the ball is the one everybody will rush. I say, You are carrying the ball. You are carrying the ball. So the storm, the attack, you are carrying the ball. I said, my daughter, you will succeed. I said, whatever it will take. I said, you are, whether you write jump or where can, I said, you cannot get less than a master degree. <laughs> Settle it in your mind that you cannot hold less than a master's degree. Praise God. And we are able to overcome it. So, people of God, when the storm rage, don't give up. Don't give up. Faith sits squarely. You will succeed in the mighty name of Jesus. And those of us who are parents, the children now, the condition of life they face is tough. Please let's encourage them. Let's support them. Let's invest in them. All of them, they may not have the same speed, some are very fast. But it doesn't mean that those ones that are slow, that they have failed. They have not failed. Some of those ones, they may even shine better. They may shine better. 
after about 40 years, I met my primary school classmate. From primary one to five, he came first every, every term. That time they will call the result at the assembly. This is the result of primary 1A. First position, Okofasare. Before they finish pronouncing it, his leg is already in front. They will call them, first, second, third, they will call them forward. We begin to clap for them. First, second, third. Oh, this is the result of primary 2A. The first position, Okofasare. Primary 3. After many years, I didn't see him. When I saw him, tears hooked my tears. When I saw him, I didn't need to ask him, are you poor? I didn't need to ask him. The poverty is all over him. Poverty. In fact, when he entered my office, the odor of his body changed the whole aroma of my office. I'm telling you. So offensive. So offensive. The odor of his body. I look at the, I look at the, 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 the sandal was where the whole leg torn. When he shook my hand, I, the hand is, I said, is this, this, what went wrong? It was painful to me. Ah. You needed to see his notebook in primary school. We were writing with pen, this ink pen. Come and see the carving of his handwriting. All of those, nothing came out of it. I said, ah. No wonder the Bible said the race is not for the swift. This of Professor Richard go to that village and measure his name. Primary one to five. First position. But some that were even dragging, dragging to pass. Some of them are also doing well. Our children will end well in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5-7 Latif Jakande Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook at Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163 01632048. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ekoibaptistchurch.org.